and welcome to Stardust Records, a Star Wars podcast. I'm your host, Linz, here with my co-host, Savi. Hello, Savi. Hi, Linz. How are you? Pretty, pretty good. We have a special guest with us today. She is the author of Be More Obi-Wan, Be More Spider-Man, and a writer for DC, Crunchyroll, and more. She's the queen of dad jokes herself, Kelly Knox. Welcome, Kelly. Hi, thanks for having me. Of course. We're so happy to have you. So before we get into this interview, uh, just get into the, the meat of it. Who is Kelly Knox? <laughs> um, I'm a writer in the Seattle area. Um, I'm a freelance writer. I'm a stay-at-home mom, technically, but my daughter is uh, 14 now, so it doesn't quite <laughs> count, I think. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I do freelancing for Crunchyroll and DC Comics. I was uh, freelancing for Star Wars, but not not currently. Um, but I am doing books for publishers like DK and Inside Editions. So let's keep them busy. Keep them busy. We love to hear that. <laughs> I'm I'm from Seattle too. Yay! Yeah, I'm in. I'm a little south, but I always say Seattle area because it yes. makes sense. <laughs> I'm, I'm a little east, and I always do the same thing. <laughs> nice. <laughs> But I'm from Texas originally. We moved here uh, when my daughter was two months old, so 14 years ago. We've, so we've been here a while now. Yeah, it was 15 years for me from Florida. Uh, <laughs> that's crazy. probably much of a shock for you, too. <laughs> yeah. It, from, yeah, the south to here. <laughs> I still feel like I'm not used to it, but yeah. then at the same time, it feels like I grew up here. Mm. I'm so. interested to see what it's like for my daughter since she grew up here. And when she goes back to Texas, it's always just like uh, melting, basically. <laughs> like, why Why is it so hot? Why is it so brown? Like, oh, yeah, you're, you're a Seattle kid. Yeah. Used to like all the pretty green and everything. <laughs> so to lead into our, that leads into our first question, essentially, when now that we in the audience kind of know you a little bit more, uh, your job as a freelance writer is really cool. That's what I aspire to be. I went to school for writing. I am really, you know, I admire freelance writers. It's a definitely a difficult job. So we did just want to ask, how did you come into your position as an author today? Um, It was kind of a long, winding journey to get there. I started as a writer, a technical writer, just out of college. Um, so... That that by itself was lucky. It was at a software company. So I started writing professionally straight out of college. And then I moved from the software industry to the gaming industry. I won't call that luck. I had to try a while to get a job in QA testing, testing games. And then from there, I moved into the community team and like writing there at that uh, game company and so I already had and that the game I finally ended up on was Star Wars Galaxy so I started started with you know professional experience in Star Wars and then when we moved up here like I was saying um, I actually quit I had no intention of it at the time my husband had got a really good job offer when my daughter was two weeks old so then when she was two months old we moved up here and I started staying at home I very wisely at the time stopped working altogether because there was no way I could do both yeah but 
people who moms who do both i i have so much respect for them i don't know how they do it i could barely just take care of my daughter but you know as she got older i had time to start writing and i actually started so that's when my freelancing started uh so since i already had some experience professional writing i think it was a little easier for me to kind of um promote myself but the the most important thing that i did was i shared everything that I was doing, even if I wasn't getting paid for it. So for Star Wars in particular, I was doing crafts with my daughter and I would, you know, uh, post them online and hashtag them. And, you know, you know, I made my own little blog and I would post the links and eventually uh, they caught the notice of the editor at starwars.com. And he asked me if I'd want to do that for them. And I freaked out and said, yes, of course. Uh, and so that kind of, and eventually he was like, oh, can you write other things too? And I said, yeah. And so it kind of just, it kind of all just went from there. And so for somebody who's wanting to get into freelance writing, I think the hardest part is promoting yourself and having to be that annoying person who's like, I wrote this, please click it. I wrote this other thing, please click it. Um, but then that's where the editors at DK and Insight noticed me too, was again, sharing my work at Star Wars and all these other websites that I write for. And so uh, the the quick, the short answer is you have to promote yourself, even though it feels really skeezy. <laughs> that, that definitely has been the hardest part, like sharing my website and like being like, I wrote this and I'm published, but feeling like, oh, this. It's so hard. I feel like I'm <laughs> bragging. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> like I put my heart and soul into this, but still. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. so hard. Cause eventually it's, you have to learn to do that anyway to pitch editors and stuff, yeah. which I still have problems with. Cause I'll say, you know, oh, I thought of this thing, but if you don't like it, that's okay. That's okay. You know what? Never mind. It's cool. It's cool. <laughs> <laughs> so I still have that sort of like instinct to not want to, uh, promote myself but I feel like it's probably the one thing that's helped me out the most is just you know getting getting my stuff out there as much as I can yeah so I have been reading through some of your work I picked up the more Obi-Wan recently and I loved it it was so sweet and there was so many like I mean it truly was like how to be more Obi-Wan and I loved how it was uh sectioned off in the little uh areas of advice and they were all so good and when I first picked it up I was like I had no idea what to expect on the inside like I had an idea but when I was reading it, I was like these are so good I should just read one a day just to like remind myself um, <laughs> so everyone Everyone who doesn't have that book, please pick it up or find it or just skim <laughs> through it at the at the bookstore if you have to. But please, it's so cool. So because we're a Star Wars podcast, uh, naturally, we have to ask, what was your first experience with Star Wars? You kind of answered that, but with your work. But what was your first experience with Star Wars like as an individual? And what is it like working with the franchise just recently or overall? Um, well, if you couldn't tell by my rambling long path, I'm pretty old. So I was <laughs> old enough to see the original trilogy, Return of the Jedi in the theater. So in 1983, I saw that. That was That's the first time I remember seeing a Star Wars. And then, um, and there's a whole story about why I'm sure I'll get to tell you. <laughs> but I, I absolutely remember seeing Return of the Jedi in the theater. And then I know we watched uh, Star Wars like on repeat on tape 
from HBO or something. And so I've always, I've always loved Star Wars since I was a kid. I think I watched that tape so many times. I still have Star Wars memorized, not so much the other two, but the first one I watched so much. Um, so it started as a kid and I, I just loved to watch it. And then um, in time, yeah, I got the, I got the job at uh, Sony online who was making Star Wars galaxies. That was my first professional Star Wars. And at, even then, that was 2008, 2007. I mean, I still feel the same way I did then, which is, oh my God, I can't believe I get to work with this franchise. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, it's never, it's it's kind of like living in Seattle, right? It doesn't, it still feels new. It still feels amazing. It still feels different. And I can't believe they let me write anything for it still. <laughs> So yeah, you know, it's been a, a lifelong partner, I guess. It's been there. Yeah. It's been there the whole time, Star Wars has. So I'm pretty lucky that way. Yeah. Writing then to you played Survivor, right? Did you yes. Okay. So writing for Star Wars Galaxy and then like when that game came out and then compared to you know, Jedi Survivor, just like timeline wise, like a lot has changed yeah so like does your I'm trying to phrase this the way so it makes sense but like will your does your writing style kind of like go with the flow or do you have to like work with it or does this make sense so the writing I did back then was very specific um it wasn't so much because it was you know like game patches and customer service oriented so it wasn't quite as it was still star wars but it didn't feel like and no offense to star wars galaxies or the team but it didn't feel like part of star wars and now i feel like it the things that i get to work on do actually feel like part of star wars like be more obi-wan i felt very much and it helps that you know that the actors or whatever took those funny pictures with them but it feels actually part of star wars and so i think i'm aware of that as I'm writing, not that it, not that it counts more, but that it's just more a part of it, I guess, if that answers your question. It do, it does, yeah. Sometimes writing, I feel like, is more immersive in this franchise because it leaves, like, it leaves it up to interpretation to the audience, I feel. Kind of like a, with the High Republic, like, when you read through it, it's very, like, you're picturing mm -hmm. this world in your mind and like yes. you can frame it like there's not already like something frameworked so yeah it does make sense it does feel a lot more as a franchise I feel like we have so many different stories now it feels a lot more personal like you're saying like there's like higher public there's so much more that we can take from that personally that you know back in the early 2000s when I worked on Star Wars Galaxies, you know, well, there wasn't really that much. There was Legends, but it wasn't, um, which influenced the game, but it it still didn't feel as personal as I think all the stories that we get now do. But that might just be the High Republic being <laughs> such an yeah. ambitious project in particular. But Yeah. What, what do you think, Lindsay? I think one of the factors is the fact that social media has become such a big thing since the early 2000s yeah. and that has also helped people connect more star wars has always to me always been about community and it's one of the reasons i got into star wars when i was it was like 2006 and so i think that with social media 
we can engage more with the stories and engage with each other more. And so I think that's a really big factor in the, in the difference between then and now, like, of course you could email and you could talk to people and like you could, but there wasn't like the social media, the branching off. And, and we do, I feel like we do have more Star Wars than we've had in the past. And like, I like to say like Star Wars is, well, and everyone has said Star Wars is for everyone and Star Wars has something for everyone, especially Mm -hmm. now. So I think that that's my two credits. (laughs) No, you're totally right. Totally right. So outside of Star Wars, for our next question, what is a franchise slash media that you really enjoy engaging, engaging with? I'm sure there's several, but just throw one out for us. Sure. Um, Because my husband and daughter recently got into anime I feel like a big part of our life right now is watching anime and that's one of the reasons that I I write for Crunchyroll um I started watching back in college but my husband and obviously my daughter they're more recent to it and so that's been so much fun going through these new and of course you know technology's gotten so amazing where we can stream like same day now the anime that comes out in Japan and it was horrible back when I started watching so it's way better now um and so yeah we're really into anime we watch current series and uh I get to write about some of them so that it's kind of uh I don't know I always joke that I like getting paid to watch anime (laughs) Uh, (laughs) every time I watch a show I was like yay I can write something about this and get paid to write more um that's so cool I I love (laughs) lucky (laughs) so Speaking of anime, um, are you currently watching, I think it's Demon Slayer? Is that what it is? Yeah, Demon Slayer is one of our favorites that we watch. There's only a few that we can get our teenager to watch with us like, as a family, and Demon Slayer is one of them. Um, <laughs> that's but, a good yeah, one. I'm, I'm, it's really good. Yeah, so that's so cool. I love that. That's so neat that you get to watch what you love. And I mean, that's true of Star Wars and everything you do, but get to watch it as a family and just chill out and then just be like okay now I'm gonna write about it and yeah it's my job that's so and then cool. there's so much anime that we can watch that I don't have to write about too and I still love it which is you know sometimes better that you kind of need a break from whatever well we can pick like whatever anime now that we want to watch and do that so and then of course when the visions came out I was like my worlds are colliding yeah (laughs) that's the best thing ever (laughs) so that's that's been so much fun to see is what they're doing with visions and I really liked volume two uh so even though it's less anime and more just animation but they were both just amazing to watch what are your top three animes if you can name them off the top of your head oh so I as much as we love like Demon Slayer and, and Chainsaw Man and all like the popular actiony things, I still like the cozy slice of life. So it's like laid back camp and Comey can't communicate, which is a little high school slice of life. That's really cute. And we just watched a really romantic, cute one called uh, Tomo is, is a girl or something. I can't remember it because I'm under pressure, but Tomo is a girl. <laughs> No, but they're all like they're all like you know high school they're all high school wow I just realized that <laughs> they're all like cozy high school and girls and friendship and romance and happiness and it's just it's just so nice to take a break from everything with those kinds of series so yeah it's starting to feel like that's a lot of what Star Wars is <laughs> so it's always nice to have like a little bit of a 
Of like a peaceful Okay. The quiet time. Yeah. The quiet the breathers. Angst, like... The angst will be there when I get back. <laughs> yeah. Like, cool, special effects blowing up. Yeah, fight. And then but other times you just kinda Yeah. I just really like the cozy. So the my favorite ones are all the cozy ones, but I but I also really like Demon Slayer like we were talking about and some of the others. So. I did want to ask though, I'm super curious. I, I think you might have tweeted about it, but you, are you playing Tears of the Kingdom? <laughs> I am, yeah. I'm trying to find time too. <laughs> okay. Same. I, I wanted to ask about it because I I started playing a couple of days ago and I'm like 125 hours in already, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. It's so easy to get lost in it. I know it's 70 or 80. I don't I, know. <laughs> I looked and I gasped and I was like, where did I have this time? Like, where did <laughs> and where did it go? But uh, the voice actor, I don't know if you have you seen Hunter Hunter or Hunter X Hunter. I haven't, but it's one of my daughter's favorites. It's so good. But yeah. the the voice actor for Kilowa is Tulin, the like bird, the little little bird. Oh, the little oh, mm-hmm. that's good. that's yeah. one of her favorite characters actually. Oh, so nice. That, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can make the connection. Yeah. <laughs> so I actually know who that one is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So this is actually our last for the interview. So. As an author, what is a piece of advice you can give us and the audience that might be interested in pursuing a similar career path one day? So for, uh, and I'm just going to kind of have to repeat what I said before, but for um, licensed IP writing, like for Star Wars or Marvel or any of those, because I, I uh, wrote a Marvel book was my first one. For that kind of work, I think it's important to know that you it's very rare for a person to pitch publishers and get that kind of work. It's more often that they'll they'll approach the writer with a project in mind. That's actually how I got um, I got contacted for Be More Obi Wan. They had the idea, um, but then the chapter sections, like we were talking about, and then all the quotes. That was all up to me. And so the way you get those editors at those publishers to notice you, unfortunately, is you kind of put yourself out there and, you know, they need to know that you're someone they can work with, you're someone they can trust to work on that IP. And so it's, um, right now, my the main way I think to do that is social media. If there's other ways, uh, I'm not quite sure how that all works behind the scenes, but I, I think for me, it was my social media. So Again, the the one piece of advice I always have to give people is to be their biggest, their own biggest cheerleader, because nobody else is going to get your work out there like you will. And then that's how the editors will notice what you're passionate about, and they'll want to work with you. Scary, but really good advice. I know <laughs> it's 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 hard because it's kind of like it it sounds like luck, but you kind of have to, you know, make your own luck there for them to find you. <laughs> and you know what, like. I know that you were saying that it can sometimes feel like you're, uh, you know, kind of reluctant to, you know, to really like push yourself. And I know Savi was mirroring that. Um, but as someone who I don't really have the exact same aspirations. And so as someone who consumes that writing, I want to be your guys' biggest fans. I want to promote you. And there are a lot of people who really you know, love Kelly and they love Savi. And when they put stuff out there, they're going to promote it. And so like, I, you know, for me personally, that's how I feel. And I know that there's tons of other people that feel the same. So, um, and we understand what you're doing and we understand 
that you have goals and aspirations and part of rooting for you and sharing that is because we know that and that's why we do it. So, um, you know, it seems like it's scary to hear that and to do it, but for me personally, to you guys and to everybody in the audience who's listening, like, like there's people who want to support you and just do it and we will. So, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a good point of view that for, if you're a fan of somebody else, that's the best thing you can do. It's the same thing. You're, you know, like I said, you have to be your own biggest cheerleader, but if you are a fan of someone, the best thing you can do is it feels weird to take a picture of their book and post it. Like you have some sort of ulterior motive, but I guess your motive is you want to get the word out for them. So yeah, that's the other, that's the best way you're right to support an author or creator that you really love. One of the coolest experiences, um, at, I was lucky enough to go to Celebration in London, but I got to meet Kristen Baver and it was like a day. I love her. It was, I, <laughs> I like, she's, I call her my queen, <laughs> but uh, I saw her book like the day before I was in Galway. Uh, it was when a hundred objects came out mm -hmm. and I took a picture of it and I like, we're, we're big like Rogue One and Andor fans. That's what this yeah. podcast is inspired off of. But yeah. I took a picture of like the Death Star plans what she wrote and I got to meet her and I like, and I was like, I, I I love what you said and we like shared a hug but yeah it, it was one those moments are like from the different point of views they're very nice yeah very memorable she's, yeah Kristen's amazing mm -hmm. she really is she you can tell by watching her on the news every week she loves Star Wars and it's so much a part of her and her energy is contagious and I love I love working with her so yeah I'm so glad you got to meet her she's just the sweetest <laughs> mm -hmm. like a little little angel <laughs> yeah. I don't she know <laughs> before we move into our end section where we're going to ask you some really fun questions in case these ones weren't fun <laughs> these are um, great. but <laughs> we wanted to make sure the audience was aware that Kelly has something really cool releasing on August 1st I believe correct me if I'm wrong can you tell us a little bit about that Oh, sure. That is the Star Wars conversation cards are coming out from Inside Editions on August 1st. Uh, it's a set of now I'm blanking of how many questions it is. It's over 100, 125 questions oh, wow. all about Star Wars um, and therefore all levels of fandom so that you don't have to feel like you've seen the movies, you know, 50 times each to to answer these questions. You can have seen it I tried to keep like my dad in mind who maybe saw the movies like once in the theater and once on DVD, you know, like that kind of level all the way to you watch it every day. Um, there's a little, there's a little booklet that comes with it that kind of can prompt you. So, you know, if you pull a card and you ask your mom or dad or whoever you're, you're talking to, like, which one of the questions is, which character do you want to be your best friend? Well, you can flip to the booklet and the, you know, the little booklet will be like, here are the Star Wars characters who are great friends. There's Chewbacca, there's Han Solo, you know, in case they may not quite know, but they can still participate. And so I feel like it should be pretty fun for everybody, no matter your level of fandom. So hope hopefully they lead to some good discussion. I'm super excited. I pre-ordered it because I was like, this is awesome. I love 
I love conversation starter cards and things like that. I love that sort of thing. So, um, and we ask each other, uh, Savi and I ask each other these questions a lot, um, similar stuff at the end of our podcast sometimes. So when I saw that, I was like, oh, this is so cool. And so, and I really love that you included those sort of like helpful guide for the questions. That's really neat. Um, so we're really excited for that. I think they're a, uh... The level of questions too is kind of funny for like level of discussion. Like it could be like, what force power do you have? Which is, yeah, that's, you know, that's a quick, quick conversation starter. But then it's like, is Anakin the chosen one? So if you want to go all in on like a discussion of the force and the movie, like it's, there's a nice wide range there, I think. So hopefully, um, one, it doesn't start any arguments and two, people have a lot of fun with it. <laughs> Oh, I, I love it. I'm so excited. Um, so, Savi, if you want to lead us into our final fun, fun questions. <laughs> so, like Lynn said, we usually close out the episode with like a little wind down, which usually range from like one to five questions about like silly things in Star Wars, just to, you know, tone our brains down a little <laughs> Uh, but our first question, we'll start it off easy. Blue or green milk? Blue milk. I'm old school. <laughs> it reminds me of Luke, but not the... <laughs> not not the, the Luke that we're all Luke. thinking of. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so blue milk, yes. <laughs> what about you, Linz? I am going to say blue as well, um, because... I have so many memes saved of Luke drinking the blue milk. And so every time I think of that beverage, I'm just like, I laugh because I'm thinking of Luke, like just sipping it um, in, in his, in his aunt and uncle's house. If you watch the cup while he's sipping it, it switches hands because they didn't pay attention to the continuity. <laughs> continuity. Con that is one parts. thing I did not know. <laughs> I love continuity errors in Star Wars, um, which is, I think, why it's not why I love Rogue One, but it's one of the reasons why I love, love Rogue One, because it's just filled with the continuity errors. <laughs> From, like, the hairstyle to, like, the position they're standing in. I was like, okay, like, now Cassian has short hair. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Jin, Jin with her fringe. Like a blowout eyeliner, she does her. <laughs> it makes it so much better. So maybe I'm biased, but I like I like green milk. But I've also like I don't know, I I don't know. <laughs> I just like it better. Well, hold hold on, hold on. What? Is it because you've actually tasted it, right? Well, I'm thinking of like Galaxy's Edge. Yeah. Okay. But if, if yeah. I had to choose like between blue and green milk, like movie wise, I'd say blue milk. Also because of the <laughs> the robot chicken episode where like with the stormtroopers and it's like from their perspective and Baru's house and they're like eating blue milk and cookies. And then he like goes to the bathroom and he lights the plant on fire and he tries to use the blue milk to run it out. So that's like my blue milk 
<laughs> poor blue milk memory. <laughs> but taste wise, I'm gonna go with green. And that's sure, because I've, I've tried them both. If you mix them together, it's something else. <laughs> a, a cast member told me to do it and I did it. And now I literally spend money on both just so I can mix it together. <laughs> we'll try that. The more that you know. Good I know. You le- we're learning so much <laughs> this conversation. So that leads lead me into our second question if you have a favorite patron at Jabba's Palace who is it oh um recently there was this guy how did I even find him there's some extra in the back who's there and he's got like a red headband and for some reason like I just want to know all about this guy I don't remember (laughs) why I was looking up Gosh, why was it? But of course he has like, when I mentioned it on Twitter or something, he has a whole backstory. Somebody pasted like a a tops card or something that he's on. Like he has his own story. I can't even tell you now his name. And so I just thought that guy was awesome because I noticed him only recently. I wish I remember why. <laughs> uh, but yeah, he's he's probably my recent my recent favorite patron. Your glup shitto. Yeah, well, my my glove is um my actual like my my glove shadow for life is the this guy in Star Wars: A New Hope who has this like awesome mustache. His name is Bob, like canonic can- canonically. His name is Bob, but he's got like this awesome handlebar mustache. I love that guy. <laughs> yes, yes, I remember you talking about that on Twitter. Oh my gosh! Wait, now I need to look him up. He's in all like he's in the briefing, the Death Star briefing. He's in the control, the Yavin like control room. His name is Bob Hudsel, H U D S O L, and he's just like, I don't know why. I just once, think he's hilarious. Once you, once you notice him, like once you know what he looks like, every time you watch the movie afterwards, it's like, there's Bob. Yeah, there's my guy Bob. There's I my guy. <laughs> <laughs> I love that for uh, Bob. The iconic. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Wait. Oh my. Um. So, okay. Now I have to ask who your glove shadow is, Lindsay. Because I know it used to be Melshi for the both of us, but then he kind of graduated to side character. He did. Mm. He did. He's so. he's he's fully fledged character now. So, oh gosh. And man, <laughs> well, you're putting me on the spot here. I okay, feel like yeah. the answer should be so can... simple. <laughs> <laughs> This will have to like, be the... is, is Merrick a is Merrick a club shido? I would say yes because he is. Why? What? What, what do he you feels, think, Kelly? He feels so <laughs> important to me, but I don't know if he's important to anyone else. I think that's he has what an action makes figure. him. Oh, right, you... a black series. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I I think that it's okay to call him your glove. I think so. Well, we've made okay. a vote. <laughs> okay. Merrick, okay. General Merrick is my glove shido. So okay. Savi, what is your what what is your glove shido? Okay, so uh we I think have we all read Lost Stars? I have not. That's one yes. I don't I haven't but I know but I know the character like I know a few of the characters. Okay, okay. I highly recommend it. we I know yeah, we both I, do. I just haven't gotten to it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um Longhara, she's a white Wookiee 
and like she has white fur and she uh she's the captain of the mighty oak apocalypse and she I love her I, already. <laughs> I know I like fell in love with her instantly and she I think she likes cheese like I'm trying to remember like if that was like a <laughs> I was like that's definitely a character detail I think I remember and she picks uh she like brushes through Thane's hair because in Wookiee like love language it's like brushing their hair so she like brushes his head because she loves him <laughs> it's like his mom figure so she has Aww. like a soft spot and i think that she's like her white fur is because she's so old mm. which i thought was so sweet <laughs> you need to read this <laughs> but she's she's definitely my my glup Longhara forever. <laughs> we love her. <laughs> but uh, if we're talking favorite Jabba's patron, I I I love Salicious. He's so annoying. And I think that's why I love him. <laughs> like he invented pointing and laughing. <laughs> this laugh is so good. It's so good. <laughs> and I love that people are uncomfortable by him. <laughs> what about your patron ones? I love Slicius. I love the quaking monkey lizards. Um, but there's one and I, I was like trying to look it up really quickly. They're okay, so it's like a background character, just like yours, Kelly. <laughs> um, and they are two they are like two stocky heads. Oh yeah. And they sit on like one one body. And I'm trying to remember what it's called. Oh is my it gosh, a similar this is gonna kill me? Is it a similar species to the Bunta Eve announcers? Yes, they are so obscure. I'm like looking through, <laughs> trying to find it. I cannot, but and I feel so terrible. I should have like wrote that down. I thought about it earlier, and I was like, I'll remember. But no, okay. I don't. <laughs> but if anybody knows what I'm talking about, I actually submitted it to the um, Galapshido account that's on Twitter. My, over a year ago and they they eventually posted it so it's on there um but yeah i love i love them because they're just once you notice them it's like it's like that for all the characters that like once yes you, see them, you can never unsee them so that those I are my favorite my oh what, what was his what was his name his name is ardon vapor corral so i guess vapor is his nickname ardon and yeah, he's got totally got his own card and like uh oh the Star Wars collectible card game. Yep. He's just wearing a red oh my doing gosh. a red headband. <laughs> I don't know I why. I just think he's super interesting. <laughs> I didn't even think to look him up until you just said that. <laughs> I love that about Star Wars. It's like you can find these little glup glups for yourself or you know or find other people who love the same character oh that's and the just, best oh yeah that guy you like that character too and and just sort of rally around that it just comes back to the, like the community aspect of star wars that i love um well one so, of yeah. the one of the coolest things ever i think was seeing like melshi graduate from glup to side to although I feel like Maine even, but like, because I remember when it was just 
I remember as of them speaking, like it was four decades ago or something, but like it was just little excerpts of Melshi in like the visual guide and like little clips. And then he wasn't even like Melshi in the novelization. He was the guy Jin hit with the shovel. <laughs> so it, it was cool seeing him come back. But yeah, I love the like community aspect where everyone was like, he's so cool. <laughs> this funky little shirt. So we can head into our next question. This one's fun. I love I love this question. But if you found yourself in the Star Wars galaxy, which planet would you want to visit first? Um, I feel like I always cheat with this answer because it's such a nice place, but Naboo looks so pretty. <laughs> like that's always what I say because I think um, part of it is Star Wars galaxy going back to way long ago, but they they really like um made full cities and you know fields and all this kind of stuff like that's where my character was based with Naboo and so I always feel like that's where I would want to go it looks so pretty it's like home yeah it feels familiar I think I did spend a lot of time there <laughs> yeah. I love that Naboo is so beautiful um Hateno I think that's how you say it reminds me a lot of Naboo in Breath of the Wild and yeah, um, yeah, it looks so much like it. <laughs> the grass, like that grassy field, and yeah, 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 the waterfalls, mm -hmm. the people, mm -hmm. the fancy clothes. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> what about you, Linz? Okay, so a while ago, it probably would have been like Endor or something, but you know, you can kind of visit Endor if you go to California. So let's just, you know, um. Uh, but now, after playing Jedi Survivor, I think Kobo. I would go to Kobo. I would just pick a spot up on those cliffs and just have, like, a, a Ronto wrap or something and just, like, <laughs> enjoy the view. Just I, I love it. I love it. Yes. I love exploring <laughs> it. Um, I spent so much time there taking, you know, screenshots while yes. I was playing the game. So I think I would love to go there. And I would love to go to the saloon and just chill out so and talk cool. to them. <laughs> so, yeah. Kobo is my answer. It's what about you, Savi? It's so obvious. But I love Ferrix so much. It's like a second home. I, I don't know. I like. I don't know what it is about it. Maybe it's the people. But those first three episodes, I was how like you probably feel about Naboo how is how I felt about Ferrix I was like oh I feel like I'm home <laughs> mm -hmm. it's so like the culture there and then like apparently coffee is big or like calf is big there and like it's it's very community town I love it and Brasso is there so I have to like Brasso, it <laughs> <one>. <laughs> he's so good we love him <laughs> he's the best <laughs> one of our uh, friends I have it right here but she's selling these stickers and uh, I don't know how <laughs> yeah, yeah I know <laughs> yeah. I was like it's I have so to good. display him somewhere <laughs> did we have another question Linz yes um, last the last fun question then we'll wrap it up um, if you could shadow alongside any Star Wars character for a day, who would it be and why, if you have a why? 
I'm going to say it's my same answer. I mentioned one of my questions was who you want to be like best friends with. And my answer is the same for I'd want to shadow with Chewbacca. Because first of all, that guy is like amazing and the best friend you could have and so loyal and smart. And we never really get to see like what's his typical day like? What does he like to do? So I would want to like just hang out with Chewbacca all day and see like what kind of like stuff he does for fun. I don't know. I really think he never gets uh gets the attention he deserves. So mm-hmm. we this- asked each other this question mm-hmm. recently. And I, I feel like I think I said I thought I said, did you say Mon Mothma or was it me that said Mon Mothma? You said Mon, I said Hera. Oh, I see, I see. But I have a different answer this time. Oh, do you, you have do? a different okay. answer? You go and then I'll go. <laughs> okay. So Mon Mothma, we love her. Mm-hmm. I would love to be in her presence and absorb her elegance. And I feel like if we, if I met Genevieve O'Reilly, I feel like I would be in the presence of Mon Mothma. She, she truly exudes her. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm, I'm going back to my roots. I'd say Hondo Anaka. I just, <laughs> I need to be around that energy. <laughs> I feel like you guys would He's like, get, a, get along pretty well. Like, I can see it. A good. <laughs> we, would, we would feed off each other. It'd a be good. Amazing. You would not yes, be bored. Let's go. <laughs> like, I will be your pirate. I'll be your pirate. Like, let's just go get some credits and, you know, have fun. Let's go have fun. He'd be like, yeah. It'd be awesome. <laughs> oh, gosh. I have two cooking in my mind right now, but we'll let you cook. <laughs> <laughs> let let her cook. Um, okay, pre survivor, I would have said Bix, but post survivor, um, Seer, because oh. I like to learn, not in like a classroom setting, but like. I feel like Seer would just be the perfect person to just, like, tell you knowledge without it really feeling like she's, like, teaching you. I The little, I guess spoilers, but, like, the little flashbacks that we get with with her and, like, younger Cal and how she's, like, speaking to him, she kind of lets it, like, lets him figure it out on his own. Mm-hmm. And then he says it out loud and he's like, oh, I don't know, like, somebody to, like, help you guide guide you guide yourself in a way i guess she's i love also that really badass <laughs> yeah she is you could like go look for artifacts or you know yes. things for the yeah archive. get to explore jedda together yeah <laughs> i love that i love that i love this this has been so awesome having you on, Kelly. We are I know so my cheeks hurt from smiling. <laughs> um, oh, okay. Wait, hold on. I, I lied earlier. Sorry. We One final question for you. Uh-oh. Can we, and you don't have to answer, but can we expect a Star Wars joke book from you in the future? I cannot answer your question. She, she can't say, but if that ever was to be a thing that happens, I personally, and I know Savi probably too, would greatly enjoy that. <laughs> Thank you. It it would be a dream come true. 
dream I didn't know I had to write Star Wars themes jokes, but it would be a dream come true. It should be titled Wikipedia said it's... this, but like, was it Knox Knox jokes? Yeah, that was hilarious. <laughs> we loved that. <laughs> I was like, oh, that's good. <laughs> So if anyone is not on Twitter and doesn't know, they should check out, uh, is it just, I think it's just at Kelly Knox. Kelly underscore Knox, I think. Yes. Um, check her out because she has a lot of, I mean, her whole account's amazing, but if you scroll through, you're going to find <laughs> some really funny puns and jokes. Um, that's what we're referencing with that question. So um, again, thank you so much for joining us. It was really cool to get to know you and learn more about the work you do. Um, yeah, Asavi, do you have anything to say? No, it was it was really great to have you. It was a great discussion. It was really fun. We're very thankful. Hopefully, maybe one day in the future, you can come on again. 100%. Thank you so much. It was really fun. Yeah. So uh, can we find you elsewhere uh, from Twitter? Or are you? Um, mostly just Twitter. I did. I am on Instagram at just Kelly Knox, no underscore. But I'm still not used to that one as much. So mostly Twitter. Twitter's the best. Lens, where can we find you? I'm at a cosmic love on Twitter, and at Rebel Risen on Instagram. And where can we find you? Uh, you can find me at Andorisms at on twitter and instagram and then you can find our pod on twitter at stardust records without the o but that's all for this week we'll see you next week for another episode bye <laughs> bye